It's all golden to me. It's my dream to have a golden beard. Younger <laughs> <laughs> but looks older. I'll even try a squat. Here we go. The, uh, the uh, six of clubs. The golden. Welcome to another episode of the Talk Golden to Me video podcast. Your host, Evan Golden, Golden TV, here in the studios, as always, at the law office of Berman & Berman. Today, we are getting educated by a connoisseur, a visionary, and someone who has mastered the art of what is really going on in the cannabis health and wealth industry. We brought in Robert Freeman. He is here with me in the studio. Get off my face for all the viewers that are watching. This man is the founder and the creator of something called Cannabis Lab, and it really caught my interest. When I heard the word lab, I'm like, what is this? Are they... Are they making different types of cannabis in there? But the lab actually stands for law, accounting, and business. So I was really intrigued to kind of find that angle on this side of the business. There's a lot of misconceptions going on around cannabis, a lot of it's kind of a negative stigma. We want to dispel these misconceptions with Mr. Friedman. So welcome to the studio. Welcome to the show. We appreciate your time, and I look forward to getting a little bit of education from you today. I appreciate you having me, Evan. Thanks. Absolutely. So the Cannabis Lab, tell me just a little bit about kind of your mission philosophy and, and kind of how why this baby was created. Yeah, no, absolutely. So for the last decade, I've been doing educational programming for attorneys, a company called Legal Learning Series. So we were doing education for attorneys. They need these required classes for their license to continue their career. And about four years ago, we saw cannabis law as an emerging practice area. Obviously, they weren't teaching it in the law schools. And we noticed a lot of lawyers were calling themselves cannabis attorneys. So we took that very seriously. We realized cannabis law was going to be an important and emerging practice area. And so we started looking all over the country for really the best and brightest to come and educate the attorneys here in Florida about what's happening in cannabis around the country. And it really didn't take too long before we realized these were important topics. It was important for the industry. And we really needed to mix the dynamic and open it up to the, to the broader market. So we started Cannabis Lab, Law, Accounting, and Business. So let's, let's start with the L part. What, what is the law aspect? How important that, and, and what are they doing? Is it, is it more on the dispensary? Is it more on the grow, uh, on the grow side? Is it more, or is it all combined? You know, honestly, what we found is, one, it touches every practice area of law, and every area of law that it covers is incredibly important to the future of the industry. So whether it's intellectual property, property labor and employment, land use, water rights, zoning, you name it, there really isn't such a thing as a cannabis attorney. It's really whatever practice area you already are involved with, but there are nuances, there are very specific issues that pertain to cannabis, but cannabis law touches literally everything within the legal industry. So a whole big umbrella. and, and It's and, unbelievable. And I, I think that there's a lot of people that want to get into it and don't really know who to turn to. There's people that want to maybe open up dispensaries and provide a healthy, natural solution for patients or people that maybe want to grow it. What what are the kind of the, the laws right now? Are, are, can someone just start, can someone just go buy a field and start growing medical marijuana right now? No, in fact, in Florida, it's, it's very restrictive. It's a medical state. So there are, I think, only 23 licenses currently, um, very wealthy, large companies that have a right to grow. They're vertically integrated, meaning that they have to grow, process, dispense. There, there are no other companies that can service the food chain of medical but cannabis. Can, so, can any business apply for that license? What, what's like the process for that? So yes, you can apply for a license. You do need to have a farm and several million dollars. Um, it's a very expensive, the cost Where of Where is entry. that money going to? So the, it's it's really the future of the industry. So it's, it's 
The cost of applying for a license is about a million dollars, but the cost of a license, that piece of paper, once you have it, it's sort of a golden ticket. They've gone for as high as a hundred million dollars. So right now it's a, it's, a, it's a nice ticket to have, but to your point about the open market and anyone being able to get in, what has changed is CBD and hemp. So the farm bill changed last year, really opened up hemp and CBD to the market. So for people looking to be in cannabis, that doesn't just include marijuana or THC, that also includes CBD and hemp. And for a young entrepreneur, the, the possibilities are really endless. I mean, look, there, there's been some amazing medicine, obviously, med medical advancements. The one thing that, I don't know, me personally, is all these, uh, you know, pill mills and, and all these people that are addicted to opiates. And it seems that these big farmers have a lot more than just a million dollars to get that golden ticket. Is that a big blockage for the industry? Is that the people that are supplying the pain pills and all these different types of you know, pharmaceutically created medicine, are they blocking the medical marijuana industry, the cannabis industry? Well, well it's interesting. I mean, I think we're at a crossroads where they are at, on one side blocking it and on one side figuring out their entry point or already have figured out their entry point. So they're covering their bases. It is a concern of the industry about what, what is the future of cannabis, and that's sort of where we come in as an organization. What are we going to be? Because this is already a multi-billion dollar industry, but it's young, it's nascent, there's a lot of opportunity to define the culture. But of course, the nature of industry in itself is consolidation, big companies coming in, and so that's sort of that crossroads cannabis finds itself at right now. Absolutely. And, you know, you, you see what it's done in, you know, in Colorado's, the Californias, how much just revenue it's bringing in for their states. Uh, to me, it's a no-brainer. No, correct. The, the money, I think, is what's really changing hearts and minds, right? So, you know, you have these stigmas. It, it is something where, I mean, especially here in Florida, you people have an opinion, whether it's, you know, that's the devil's drug or this is a medicine that's really helping people. So I think what's really happening is now as big companies come in, as the dollars change, it doesn't become a Democrat or Republican issue. It really touches both sides of, of the side of the fence. So right now, I think money is really what's moving the needle for the, the future of cannabis. What, what, tell me a little bit about when people hear the word cannabis or marijuana, automatically think, oh, he's getting stoned, he's getting high, right? That's automatically what, I don't even know probably the percentage of numbers that people, if you surveyed 100 people, that's probably their first thing they're going to say, right? Right. They don't realize that these things are, could be, you know, grown, you know, for a specific ailment. Um, it could obviously be, you know, taken different variety of ways without just inhaling it and smoking it now, right? So what, what do you say to all people like, oh, marijuana, it's just for getting stoned and high? Yeah, I mean, that's, it's a... It's what the world has seen. It's the perception that's been, been given to us for, for decades. It's really the, the myth that's been exploited. And, and up until now, anyone who's been smoking cannabis, yeah, I mean, maybe that's exactly what they were doing. It was an illegal product. Maybe they were just getting high. Because I've been in the industry long enough, the, the argument I've heard and, and certainly can be made is everyone, to an extent, who smokes marijuana is a patient. Um, we, we all self-medicate. We all have our own issues. So... Whether you take marijuana medicinally, recreationally, it, it really isn't the point. I think the point is, is it helping you? Um, is it causing a problem to society? Or, or, you know, and so we look at it from the business side. We, we don't judge whether it's recreational or medical. We, we just acknowledge the fact that this is a living industry. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. And to the extent that it's existing and living, it needs to be serviced correctly. So if it's medical, we get it and we respect that. And so whether it's the FDA Department of Health, how it's going to be regulated, we will follow that course. If it's recreational, adult use cannabis, grow at home, you know, whether these things come online, as an industry, it's all about corporate responsibility. It's about how we govern ourselves. So 
whether it's alcohol, tobacco, cannabis, it's not about getting wasted. It's about consumption, responsible use, all of those things. Absolutely. And I want to talk a little bit about um, the accounting side of it. Let's get to the A because um, obviously you see it making a lot of money for a lot of different states, but it's still it's still federally illegal, right? So you could you could do the B, open up this great business, get that ticket, but the federal part could just come and shut you down right away? Or Is that happening? Is that it, a fear? It, it's a fear. It's absolutely happening. Really? You, you know, you, you started with let's talk about accounting. So accounting is really has been very hesitant to really get into cannabis. The big accounting firms, you, you really haven't seen them jump into the water. It's all starting to transition now, but right, to sign on the dotted line of a federal income tax form for an accountant for a federally illegal drug puts them in a really precarious position. Yeah. So it it isn't easy. And so we cover that as an important topic. The The road to operating a cannabis business right now is incredibly difficult. So it's federally illegal. What that means is your merchant processor is probably going to shut you down. You're going to... I heard they don't even take... I heard it's cash only, at least in Florida, it, at least it, what I heard. It is Maybe cash only, but it's an industry where people find solutions. So you're, you're going to see people jumping to merchant processor to merchant processor. People find banking solutions. They use robo vaults. They, they put it in their mattresses. I mean, it's a broken system all the way through dealing with accountants and the IRS and federal reporting. It, it's, I don't know if we can say this, but it's a shit show. So you could say that, whatever you want on the top. That's, that's what accountants have to deal with is, you know, it, it's a federally illegal drug. The businesses are allowed to operate. It's a big gamble. You put up all this, all this capital and this, talk about the roadblocks and how much time it is to set this up and knowing you've done everything right on maybe the state level and you kind of always have that like dark cloud over you. That, that's a, that is a little scary from the business side. It, it's a nightmare. And so as an organization that's you know, we deal with everyone on the front lines. We've heard every story from our banks have been shut down to the, the U.S. Postal Service has seized all of our product to the federal government came and raided us just because every once in a while they still do that. So, you know, we hear all the horror stories, the hurt points. It, it's important for us as an organization to exist because without sharing these, these uh, travails of the industry and how did we get around it or what was the solution, it, no one would survive. It, it is a very difficult industry to, to make a buck as exciting and as much as the opportunity is there. Is I'm there, surprised you still have all your hair in your head, man. You man, said, man this is like stressful. <laughs> no, it, it, it is stressful. Um, we, we appreciate you being an advocate because, look, I, I've, I've read countless stories of just amazing health stories from, from kids to senior citizens and cancer patients and going through chemo. You constantly just read these stories of how many people have been been helped and saved and, and, and really improved their quality of life. It just countless them into stories. So we appreciate you being an advocate. I'm sure a lot of patients and, and, and people that are in the industry really appreciate, you know, your hard work and your drive in this. No, absolutely. And, and I appreciate that. And again, back to your point about federally illegal, that also makes it very difficult to do any medical research. And so a lot of the research is coming out of Israel right now. But what you hear when you see the stories and the people and the patients you, you can't get around the truth that it's helping people, that, exactly. it's, that it's changing lives, that it's helping people get off opioids, it's helping cancer patients. It's, you know, you, you just hear one story after another and you're like, I don't, you know, whenever the medical research, whenever they get around to it, great, but, but we see that it's helping. And so that, that's really You don't realize how many roadblocks this industry is facing. I didn't realize it. it yeah, it's like we, we talk to young entrepreneurs. We're on the business side and, and everybody wants to get in. And, and most of our messaging is, you know, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be challenging for you. You know, the best thing we, we offer as advice is whatever you're already doing well, whether you're in marketing or PR, 
whether you do packaging, the industry needs you. So it isn't about trying to transition into this weird industry where I have to become a grower or a cultivator or a bud tender. The industry needs everything. And so as long as you're doing what you're doing well, that, that's how you're going to find your way in. So let's talk about these conferences. And, and viewers, listeners, certainly could go to clabconference.com and learn all about this. But Mr. Friedman, Robert Friedman, is creating an opportunity for you to get educated and go to these conferences. Tell me how they can get involved. Who could actually attend these type of events? Yeah, so this is our, our fourth year doing this conference. We're really excited about it. Historically, like you've talked about it, it really has been for lawyers, accountants, business professionals. It, it is an expensive ticket. It's $300. We are bringing you the best and brightest, literally, in cannabis from around the world. But this year, we're also opening up to the public. We really want people to experience the industry. So we created a $25 expo ticket. It is for two days. There's a lot of public-facing education going along with that. We brought in some really um, big stars from the industry that are doing exciting things. Ricky Williams, Rohan Marley, Jerobi from A Tribe Called Quest. We'll be doing something with Miami-Dade College, who just started a cannabis education program. We'll be doing something with the Department of Agriculture for the farmers. So we're really looking to reach far and wide um, for those looking to find out more about the industry. Now that's going to be exciting. So viewers and listeners, take advantage of that. This is going to be the fourth annual Cannabis Lab Conference and Expo. It's going to be at the Hyatt Regency, Miami, and that's uh, October 28th weekend, October 28th and 29th. And that's great now that you could come as a consumer. I didn't know that. So it's not just going to be a B2B play, a B2C as well. So all uh, all avenues can be educated on that. So that's going to be exciting. Some some awesome guests. You talk about the Martley family and, and Ricky Williams has been such such a great advocate and uh he's really i think he's really been a, a kind of a leader and, and really has helped kind of propel a lot of what we're, what we're trying to accomplish at least when it comes to medical marijuana and cannabis no ricky williams um great advocate obviously we down here in miami we all know his story um but what's really interesting about ricky williams on, on a couple of fronts one he has a brand called real wellness and one of the topics we'll be talking about is is how to build a brand in cannabis and what's really critical about that is is everybody wants to be in cannabis but do you really have a story? And I think that's one of the keys to brands in this industry. And if you look at Ricky Williams and what he's doing, he didn't just create a, a CBD company in cannabis. He really was an advocate, a warrior, an, an early evangelical for this. Certainly. So it's, it's great to see people kind of who, who suffered for their crimes in cannabis now be able to thrive and do well in the industry. So we have him educating. He's going to be teaching on a panel. He's actually going to come and teach elevated yoga for anyone looking to, to take a, a yoga class with Ricky Williams. And he'll actually be on the expo floor um, just meeting people and, and telling his story as well. Well, I'm going to be there. I'm, I'm locking my ticket now on my laptop there. So I'm going to attend that, and that's going to be a, awesome. I, 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 look, I, I'm always hungry for information. Like I said, there's a lot of misconceptions out there, and, and I'm even learning how there's you know different cannabis. There's tinctures now and, and topicals. So there, there's a lot of solutions. You don't always have to just, you know, light up a joint and inhale it there's other alternatives and uh, how can i guess the consumers maybe help the cause i've read about some of these uh you know florida petition websites maybe regulate florida i've read about normal the national organization to reform the legalization of marijuana i'm glad i remembered that good one yeah. um are, the, are these things that people can what, what should consumers or patients or do, what should we be doing to maybe help push this in the right direction no you you're absolutely right we we aren't uh, the, the frontline lobbying warriors like Normal, Florida for Care, uh, Regulate Florida, these are, these are the lobbying groups, the ones that are really getting out in front of your politicians. They are asking for your support financially, volunteerism, getting involved. So you really named the big three, I think they're uh, Normal, Regulate Florida, and then Florida for Care here in Miami. 
those are the groups you really want to find online, find on social media that are doing the advocacy. We're, we're the group you want to connect to, to to get involved with the industry itself. So we're all fighting the war here to mainstream and normalize cannabis, to, to move the front line, different ways we're going about it, but those groups really are are dealing with Tallahassee and, and looking to move things forward through policy and legislation. So let's go back. Like, why, why, what, why was the blockage? I, I'm not educated on the, the, the history. Why? You look at alcohol, and let's talk about how many deaths. And, and has there ever been a death from cannabis, marijuana? I've heard that there's zero. Is that, is that a myth? You know, I'm not, I'm not the one to ask, but I have seen that that's, that social media post. Right, that, right. You but can't why, OD on Where cannabis. did the blockage come from? Because, I mean, hemp has done some amazing things. It's, uh, where, where did the blockage come from on this? So, and, and again, I'm not the historian of cannabis and certainly not the one to ask, but it, it does seem like it, it, it was a conspiracy theory that, that, again, big industry, whether it was rubber. That whole reefer madness craze. The DuPont family. <laughs> you know, there's all kinds of stories about this was an actual, you know, plan to remove hemp from the market. And, and it worked. And so there was a lot of, you know, public messaging and using PR to make it a, you know, a taboo drug. And, but I think now we're all sort of peeling back the layers a little bit. And it was like, why was it ever illegal? You know, the question you're asking, I think we're all scratching our head a little bit. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm so just boggled by. And uh, look, God put this plant uh, on this earth. It's a, it's a natural grown thing. So I'm, I'm a big advocate. I've, I've I hear too many horror stories of people that are addicted to opiates and, and with, with the, the Oxycontins and this fentanyl now that's going around and how many deaths are occurring, you know, constantly and, and, and it's heartbreaking and, and, and that is something that we should be pushing to get out and this is something we should be pushing to get in. So uh, great learning experience, the Cannabis Lab. I'm excited to uh, the Cannabis Lab that's going to be doing the fourth annual conference and expos. Make sure you get tickets now uh, because this will sell out. This is limited capacity. Some amazing guest speakers. And uh, like we said, it's going to be a, a quite a learning experience, not only for businesses, but consumers. So this is exciting. Tell us what's the future of Cannabis Lab. Is this something you're going to look to maybe grow nationwide now, not just in the state of Florida? No, absolutely. So we are an industry association. We, we've created a group that meets monthly. We think it's important that people within the industry looking to get into the industry have a place to meet and connect, even if it's just once a month. So typically our programs are the third Thursday of every month, 6 to 9 p.m. We have a Miami chapter, a Broward, West Palm Beach chapter. But yes, the idea is to be in every market in the country or world that is embracing cannabis. Excellent, excellent. How did you get so passionate about this? You know, honestly, I I am a, a patient, um, but we we really come from the education side of things. And so when we were doing these legal learning series education programs, we have always taken educating to a bright audience seriously. And so when we came into cannabis education and we saw that people weren't connecting, people really didn't have a place to go to find out about the issues, that, that really hit on a passion point for me is, one, making sure people are informed that we're bringing in the best and brightest and that it happened to connect to something that that I have a passion for, that I enjoy, you know, I think it just brought a lot of great elements together, but it really wasn't about how do I get into cannabis. Mm -hmm. And and as a patient, how is it work now? Because you, Florida has, you could have a medical marijuana card in the state of Florida, correct? And you could legally go, or maybe not federally legal, but you could go to a dispensary and go purchase your medicine, correct? Correct. You could even have it delivered if you have a medical card. So there, there's a lot of good reasons to have a card if you if you find it medically necessary for you. There's a lot of um, legal ramifications to having a card. So should you actually be a consumer and get pulled over, it's nice to have a medical card. So I think it's important on many levels. But yeah, I mean, I think also what you're looking at in the industry, there's a lot of black market products. People are getting hurt now. 
I think all over the news you're seeing people are starting to die from illegal vaping carts. So there are concerns with this black market. It is very strong. And if you are a consumer of cannabis and a medical card is available to you, there's a, there's a lot of good reason to. No, I think you brought up an important thing there. Make sure you're not buying these on the streets or from the black market because you don't know what they're putting in there. And there's been a lot of horror stories. So uh, just go to a official licensed dispensary. Absolutely. For sure. So that's, that's a good point that you brought up there. Absolutely. Excellent. We're talking to Robert Freeman. He is the founder, the creator of the Cannabis Lab Law Accounting Business, and he has the fourth annual Cannabis Lab Conference and Expo coming to Miami Hyatt Regency, Miami. Go right to clabconference.com and lock up those tickets now. So that is going to be a great learning experience. Like I said, I will be there. Um, Robert, what else can you tell me about marijuana, cannabis as a whole? Are you allowed to – what's the difference? Is marijuana and cannabis the same thing, by the way? Yeah, it's a similar right, thing. I just want to make sure. I, I – from within the, the industry lingo, cannabis is the big C. So marijuana, hemp, CBD all fall under cannabis. Got it. So for anyone interested in Cannabis Lab, we do have monthly programs. If you've never been to one before, we certainly invite you to attend one as our guest. Certainly you can reach out to me uh, or Evan and we can get you uh, to our next program. It's going to be next Thursday night at WeWork Lenox Ave in Miami Beach. We have a great relationship with WeWork. We're going to be doing a cannabis business pitch slam. So we have a bunch of applicants coming in that will pitch before our star-studded jury. We have a really good lineup of panelists who are going to be questioning and reviewing the, the pitch slam applicants. But it's a great night. Um, it's out in Miami Beach. So if you want to come, definitely reach out to us, and we'll, we'll make sure you get there. Awesome. So a lot of great opportunities. Well, we really appreciate your time and insight. It seems like you guys are just kind of on the cusp of really just bringing cannabis to the next level and, and being an advocate. And we appreciate your time and effort and, and what you're doing for the industry. It, it's just so needed. So many patients are going to be thankful. So many doctors are now realizing that this is a great prescription to give to your patients now. So many good alternatives. So uh, everyone, viewers, listeners, make sure you check out clabconference.com. Get all those tickets. Follow them on social media so you can stay in touch with all all the other different programs that they have as well. Uh, viewers, listeners, please like, subscribe, share. Go follow all his stuff online, on social media. He's the one that needs it, but we appreciate your time. Listen, it's all about exposure and awareness, right? Absolutely, and we appreciate you coming out, having us out and, and discussing it with us, so thank you. Well, so many people have questions. Before we go, we, we had one question, and, and maybe you have the answer for it. A lot of people want to know, can you have a gun permit and a medical marijuana license? A lot of people, I've heard different conflicting messages I'm, I'm sure you're knowledgeable on it because you're a genius when it comes to all this stuff. Um, I Come on, take take the compliment. I appreciate <laughs> it. My my job is to bring in the geniuses, and again, always ask your attorney. Don't don't let the guy on the radio or the podcast tell you any better. But from from what we understand is, if you really want to have a gun and a medical card, get your gun permit first, and then get your medical card. Okay, so that's the process. Okay, that, that seems to be what's working. I should say that. I don't know if that's the legal process, but for, again. From what I understand is if you have your gun permit first, you're in a better position. All right. That's good. No, a lot of people had questions on that, so I'm glad you clarified that. Viewers, listeners, again, we appreciate your time. We are here talking with Robert Friedman from Cannabis Lab. He has created an amazing uh, just a conference and expo and, and just a, a networking group from businesses to consumers. So great follow. Appreciate your time, viewers and listeners, always for tuning in to the Talk Golden to Me video podcast here at the Law Offices of Berman & Berman. Till next time to another episode, always join us. We are out of here.